Hey, it's Friday, July 29th, 2022. Biden's still working on cannabis clemency issues, and we're waiting. Illinois' rise in numbers, New York bans some outdoor smoking, Oregon seeks advisors, and tax audits you need to look out for. So get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, you need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. Just a few weeks ago, President Joe Biden was asked about his campaign pledge to release people who've been incarcerated for nonviolent cannabis offenses. At the time, he said, I don't think anyone should be in prison for the use of marijuana. He then added, we're working on a crime bill now. No further clarification or explanation was given for how or exactly what they were working on. Yesterday at a White House news briefing, a New York Post reporter, Stephen Nelson, tried to follow up on that issue. Nelson asked the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, if the president believes people with federal convictions for selling cannabis should qualify for relief, and if the crime bill that Biden referred to rules out potential mass clemency. Corrine Jean-Pierre first reminded him that the president did grant clemency to 78 people for nonviolent federal drug convictions in April. She pointed out that this was more than any of his five most recent presidential predecessors had done. She added, He continues to evaluate further uses of clemency powers. We just don't have any additional announcements to make at this time. But I can tell you that's what he's been doing during his administration. Illinois' governor announced on Monday that Illinois has seen a 50% increase in total tax reported from adult-use cannabis, from $297.7 million in fiscal year 2021 to $445.3 million in fiscal year 2022. This has come from the 50% increase in overall adult-use cannabis sales, from $1 billion in fiscal year 2021 to $1.5 billion in fiscal year 2022. Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker said, The $1.5 billion in sales of adult-use cannabis in Illinois translate into significant tax revenue, with a portion of every dollar being spent reinvested in the communities that have suffered for decades. Pritzker signed a measure legalizing recreational cannabis use for adults in 2019, and the state's regulated cannabis market officially opened sales in the beginning of 2020. Just this past week, Illinois named 185 social equity applicant license winners who are now in their six-month compliance period, where after which they can receive their final licenses and open their stores. And once these new stores are open, Illinois will have more than doubled its existing retail stores, which are currently numbered at 110 and will be a new total of 295. And that, combined with the fact that Illinois and Michigan are the only two states in the Midwest that currently allow recreational adult-use sales, the state of Illinois should expect that cannabis tax revenue to just keep on growing. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has just signed new legislation that officially prohibits smoking of any kind, cannabis or tobacco, on any state beach, boardwalk, marina, playground, or campsite. Violations will incur a $50 state fine as well as any local municipality fines. The ban doesn't apply to state parks in the Adirondacks and the Catskills, and surprisingly, it's still legal to smoke in parking lots or on sidewalks next to parks or beaches, including cannabis vapes and e-cigarettes, at least on the state level. Local municipalities may have their own zoning laws to check with. 
New York Senator Toby Ann Stravinsky said, No one, especially children, should be subjected to secondhand smoke while playing on a playground or enjoying the day at a public beach or campsite. Our parks also shouldn't be tainted by non-biodegradable cigarette butts scattered throughout their grounds. I am proud to sponsor this legislation to protect and improve our beautiful network of parks, and I thank Governor Hochul for helping New Yorkers enjoy the beauty of our parks by signing it into law. The Oregon Department of Agriculture has just sent out a notification via tweet that they're seeking volunteers to serve as the state's hemp commissioners. There'll be a total of nine positions to be filled, appointed by the director of the agriculture's department. The nine positions will be for six producers or growers, two handlers or processors, and one member of the public who's not associated with the production or processing of hemp. The application window closes next month on August 22nd, and those ultimately chosen for the positions will begin their term September 25th of this year. A couple days ago, we spoke about Tax Code 280E, what it is and why it's so detrimental to cannabis businesses. Today, we're looking at more tax information. Specifically, we're looking at how the IRS is actively prioritizing auditing the cannabis industry. And that's not a guess or a presumption. That's coming from their own documentation. Earlier this year, MJ Biz Daily obtained 212 pages of internal IRS documents through the Freedom of Information Act. They then asked three attorneys who have extensive cannabis industry and federal tax law experience to review it. What they found was detailed information on how IRS agents have been reporting for years that auditing cannabis companies is a better return for their time than auditing mainstream industries. Cannabis businesses have generated far more revenue per hour for the agency than audits of mainstream industries, sometimes as much as four times more. Because of this, the IRS have studied and refined their methods for examining cannabis industry tax returns, and they're really putting emphasis on collecting money from cannabis audits. One of the attorneys who reviewed the IRS documents, Denver-based tax attorney Nick Richards, is a former IRS lawyer that's worked with cannabis businesses since 2013. He said of their documents, It clearly indicates that the IRS is interested in auditing the cannabis industry. What we see here from the results is they feel like they're getting good bang for their buck. In response to this internal direction to go after cannabis businesses, the IRS is hiring 10,000 new employees this year. Part of this hiring is to help them work through 20 million backlogged, unprocessed returns that are left over from the pandemic. But another reason for the hiring is pursuing audits of the cannabis industry. Tax experts such as Denver tax attorney Rachel Gillette of Holland & Hart Firm have said that they're seeing a significant increase in audits of cannabis companies. So for all those working in the industry, from bud tenders to cultivators, delivery drivers to CEOs, even those in ancillary businesses, such as selling equipment or gear, all need to be aware that they are now targets for an audit by the IRS. Some areas of particular concern to be aware of, which the IRS specifically looks for errors in with cannabis businesses, include improper deductions, missing supporting documents, inaccurate reporting of gross profits, late or unfiled taxes, consecutive losses, commingling of funds, unrecorded cash sales, and failure to properly use Form 8300, which is an IRS requirement that must be filled out any time $10,000 in cash is part of a business transaction. And with the cannabis business being based in all cash, that happens a lot. So if your business or your employment has any connection to cannabis, make sure you use extreme caution when keeping records and filing your taxes. And consult a CPA or attorney if you have any questions. That's all you need to know for today. 
Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.